Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am chatting with Disneyland bride Katie Mitchell about her fantastic nuptials in Disney's California Adventure. And it was such an interesting story, and especially the different venues that she chose and the ones that she ended up using, that I thought it would be fun to share her story with you so you can kind of see what some of the options are at Disneyland that you might not have thought of. So welcome, Katie. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, I'm really excited to share your story on the air. So let's start off by just telling my listeners how you guys decided on a Disneyland wedding. Well, in the beginning of our relationship, we would just go on group trips with our coworkers, but it just turned into our favorite place to be. So as a child, I always loved going there, but Aaron had a season pass growing up as well. So It ended up being the only choice for us, but a lot of our family members wanted us to look at other options before we went to Disney. Oh, that's interesting. So then how how did they react when they found out that that was where the wedding was going to (laughs) be? Well, it wasn't really a reaction. It was more of like, oh, that's obvious because of how we are and where we go and our lifestyle out in California. But we just really love Disney and we looked at 15 other places and there were a lot of really cool places to get married. We definitely were looking for an experience versus the typical, you know, here's the ceremony, here's the reception, and these are the things we always do. We wanted something completely different, something that wasn't on a, you know, a path that everyone else took. That's interesting. Yeah, when we were researching our wedding before we decided on Walt Disney World, I was researching in Southern California, and I felt the same way. It seemed like there was a lot of cookie-cutter stuff in Southern California, and so Disney is certainly a great way to break that mold. Exactly. We did not want to be the cookie-cutter couple. (laughs) So now, how many guests were you looking at accommodating? Well, we didn't really know. We really wanted to look at our locations first, and then we would have tailored it to that amount. So whatever Disney said, let's let's go for it. So we were kind of easygoing about that. We weren't like, okay, we have 500 people or we only have 10. So it's it's what we fell in love with and what we could work with. And it didn't hurt that the location we chose was about 100 people. So that helped a lot with not having to exclude people, but not having to include people we didn't necessarily need to include. Interesting. Okay. So then what locations did you choose and what locations did you actually end up using? (laughs) So that process was very interesting. Um, We went in with an idea and a vision. We definitely wanted to be in park. We thought if you're going to get married at Disneyland, we got to have something iconic that's Disneyland-ish. So California Adventure was definitely my choice because I love the animation building. It's like an audiovisual dream come true. Both of us are very techie. We both worked at um, a store together that is a fruit stand. I won't name it, (laughs) but uh, you can figure it out, computer store. 
And we enjoyed anything and everything geeky like that. So that room is just definitely us. And we knew we wanted to get have a reception in there, but we didn't really know where we wanted to have our ceremony or cocktail hour. We were just kind of, whatever works, let's do it. So Disney Fairytale Weddings was really cool, and they gave us a tour and showed us all the options we had and, you know, some options that might be available. So it ended up being Parkview Terrace was our ceremony location. And then um, Hyperion Q was our cocktail hour, which is right by Tower of Terror, my favorite ride. But Hyperion Q is where the Aladdin show is. So that was definitely a really cool area because they have the distorted 30s, 40s music from Tower of Terror, which I absolutely love. And you get to see the tower and it was just, it's like the castle to me. That's great. So then, not to spoil the surprise, but it turned out you weren't able to actually use some of your venues. Talk a little bit about that. So 48 hours, 24 hours before we were watching the weather and I had a sinking feeling that it was going to be rain. It's March. I was prepared for it, but not necessarily prepared for what our plans would be. So Disney really went above and beyond with that. I didn't think that we would have options, but within 24 hours before the wedding, they gave us three options for the cocktail hour and three options for our ceremony location to change because both of our locations were outdoors, Parkview Terrace and Hyperion Q. So it was kind of difficult to step away from that. If you've been planning for a year or so, you know, you have everything in your mind. You're like, oh my God, this is what it's going to look like. And then it doesn't look like that because of the rain. So um, they were really cool. They called us and said, hey, these are your options. um, And these are why you should choose them or not choose them, but we are giving them to you. We're more than happy to give you a tour of these options today. This was the day before the wedding. And let's make a decision so we can start getting decor on it and floral and everybody. And I mean, we chose them pretty quickly. They're pretty obvious choices for us. And everything was set in motion. It was crazy. So what were the options and which did you choose? So our first option was to have it at the Grand Californian in a banquet hall. I don't really remember the name, but they said they would dress it up and bring lights in and and use specific chairs. We didn't really like that option because we didn't want to be in a room with four walls. That was what we were trying to stay away from. The second option was the Muppets pre-show. Very different. (laughs) So a lot of like props and screens and stuff. I like the Muppets, but I'm not like want to get married by the Muppets. (laughs) So so that was, it was a cute idea, but it wasn't necessarily us. And the last option was to stay in the building of the animation building, which was the Animation Academy. And what we really liked about it was the seating was there. It's a stadium seating. So everyone can see perfectly. No one's like reaching over someone else or, you know, having to stand or anything like that. The aisle was stairs. That's the only concern we had. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> but but um, I, I tried really hard not to hold on to the railing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to hold. I have to hold the flowers in my dad's arms. So that was my goal. And it had great lighting. And Floral came in and put candles everywhere. It still was very cartoony, but we had custom cartoons made of us by one of our friends. And they got to put it on the big screen, and it was really cute. So it really matched our personality. We're really fun and funny and sarcastic, and it just worked out. Okay, and so then what were your choices for the pre-reception? 
the pre-reception, they if we were going to stay in the hotel, they were going to keep it in the hotel in another room. I think it was the Trillium room. Another option was the Muppet pre-show and to stay in there and they would have the cocktail hour there as well. And then the last option was if we did Animation Academy was the Sorcerer's Workshop. So that's basically like Bell's, Bell and Beast's library and Ursula's lair. I mean, that's a given. Come on. That's so cool. Like, who wouldn't pick that? So, and they've never done one in there, so they were excited. We were the first couple to get married in the Animation Academy and the first couple to have our pre-reception cocktail hour and the Sorcerer's Workshop, so it was really different. That's fun and convenient. (laughs) But the two things that did stay the same were our reception was in the Animation Building and nobody saw it until the very end, which is, you know, you have to walk through the front door, that's the whole effect of it, and then Tower Terror. Okay, so they so even though it, you got rained out from the ceremony and the pre-reception, people could still go out and ride Tower of Terror? Correct. How did that work? Was it open during the reception? Or what? at what point did you tell people, hey, by the way, you get a free ride? Choosing a ride like Tower of Terror is kind of difficult, especially when you have an older crowd. Um, not everyone's going to go on it. So what we did was we made it an option for our cocktail hour. And originally it was only going to be one or two rides and it was for the pictures, but in the end they left it open for an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. So we got to sit on the ride and take pictures with every single person that wanted to go on it. So I went on it nine times in a row. <laughs> New record for a bride. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it was uh it was really fun. And a lot of the Disney employees were or cast members were like, I could never go on that nine times in a row in a wedding dress. <laughs> I was like, it's not that hard. It's really fun. <laughs> That's funny. So now your locations were all super Disneyed out. Did you also bring the Disney into the decor and the favors and things like that? Or did you have some other theme? Well, there really wasn't a theme. I am, I'm in love with making themes for parties. But for our wedding, it was like really hard to pick one thing that defined us. And I think when we were talking about it and trying to figure everything out, it just nothing ever meshed enough for us to pick one thing. So in the end, everything was Disney related, but it had a Disney it had a personal touch to it. So I say we had a Disney esque wedding, but it was very us. We had a lot of colors, so it was five different shades of purple and light blue. So I definitely didn't want to stick to two colors and or three colors. It was definitely all different kinds of shades of, of purple and blue. And we had our custom animations of us, so it really tied in with the animation room. And the animation room is kind of tough to have a theme because of the screens changing all the time. So it's definitely an experience to be in there for a wedding because every time you look up, it's a different it's a different scene and it's, a, you know, the pictures are all different because of those scenes. And it, and sometimes you're lucky and you get this crazy emotional picture with a great background like up or like the very end of the, the slideshow from the animation building. So it really creates very interesting moments that necessarily wouldn't happen in other rooms. That's interesting. So now talk a little bit about the whole wedding planning process in general. Did you make several planning visits? How did you select your vendors and what it was like working with Disney? 
It all started with Aaron calling Disney and making an appointment, and we spoke to uh, several planners, and one actually took us around and showed us different locations, Stage 17, the animation building. We even saw the old Festival of Fools, where they now use it for... um, various events and they were also discussing that weddings could be held there but the animal smell is quite pungent so I don't know if that would be the best location (laughs) unless everybody's a rancher or something (laughs) yeah um, we're not the western type so it wasn't really us Uh, after that we kind of were like okay we know what we want and uh, we just waited for our contract and all the clearances because in park weddings do take a little more time for approvals because they have to go through every single department and they all have to agree that that date works so it's almost like if you had a date in mind that's okay you know go for that date but I was like whatever date works for Disney I'm down that's good that's a good way to be so you know after that we we uh, worked with our planner and we had another visit with them for the planning session and that actually we planned on Halloween and that was really fun and it was about two hours long and we decided everything and we worked through Disney for all our floral and decor because if you're you are in park you have to do everything through Disney vendors you can't go outside so we did that and Then we met for the tasting, which the tasting is actually in the test kitchen behind Tower of Terror in Disney's California Adventure. So that was really cool. Um, They made up a mock buffet because in the animation building, the set meal plan is basically having a buffet. So you have choices of what your buffet is. And we chose that and we had our cake tasting back there too. And we didn't really have to do anything else other than that after that and we would just correspond via email and text and that's pretty much it for vendors we I would like to say we had frienders because we have so many talented friends and so many talented co-workers or past co-workers we really didn't have a need of hiring people we didn't know or you know reading a blog or a list or anything like that so we were very lucky to have somebody draw custom pictures of us in cartoon situations at Disneyland and uh, have letterpress invites by one of our other friends. And our another friend did all the music for the ceremony. And one of our bosses even married us. So we were very fortunate to have a very close-knit group of people that really care about us and really have these talents. And it shows, it really does show in the work that they did. That's great. So now what were the three most important aspects of the wedding to you when you were planning? Maybe the ones where you focused most of your attention and budget, and what were maybe the three least important aspects? Disney aside, I think the most important aspects for us were food and beverage, experience, and locations. I can't imagine having that cookie-cutter wedding, so a location and experience was so important to us. We didn't want it to be like everyone else's pictures or we didn't want everyone to to be like oh that's where they got married it was so important for us to pick locations that matter to us but also were very unique and fun the experience was really important we knew that even though we wanted to have like no set time for things we had to do that because disney really wants to be on a schedule i mean i don't blame them but 
we really wanted to have something where you never knew what was going to happen next or, you know, because our guests didn't know about Tower. They didn't know about Donald and Daisy coming to the cake cutting. They didn't know about all these things. And it was just it was just more fun that way. Food and beverage was really important. We made sure that we had a variety of things. I actually have an allergy to dairy. So for Disney, it wasn't even that difficult for them to make almost 90% of the menu to something I can actually have. So we're very, they're very sensitive to my needs. And it was really great because I had a cake that I could eat at a wedding. It was insane. <laughs> so we had two cakes. <laughs> so Aaron's cake was the cake everyone else had. And then I had my cake, but you know, we're trying to accommodate everyone else. I was very, very on the fence of having the whole cake dairy-free because I didn't want to be that person was like, well, if I'm dairy-free, you have to be dairy-free today. <laughs> That's great. And Disney's so good about allergies and things like that. Oh, it's kind of the perfect place. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, the flavors they had were insane. I was like, wait, you can make chocolate? Wait, you can make white chocolate? <laughs> dairy-free? I had a lemon raspberry white chocolate ganache dairy-free cake. And uh, the other layer was something called Funky Zebra, which was uh, strawberry and chocolate marbled cake with fresh strawberries in it. So are you ready for this? Because I don't think a lot of brides say this. I didn't really care about floral. There's always this little bride voice in your head when you first start planning, <laughs> or in my head maybe. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like telling you to care about specific things because that's what the bride before you cared about or that's what you're supposed to or that's tradition. And I kind of stumped that early. I, I wanted flowers. I knew I did, but it wasn't the most important. So definitely when we were working with Disney, um, I found ways to maybe save a little bit of more money by renting parts of our floral and adding fresh flowers to it, but not necessarily covering everything in flowers. Oh, cool. So what's an example of that? So with the animation building package, you do get a basic floral package where it's just a, I, I would say like maybe it's 12 inches tall, 12 inches across a square uh, vase with flowers in it, whatever flowers you choose. And then that's what every table has. So your 10 tables have that. We had half the tables have that and then the other half we had manzanita branches and we had uh, crystals and flower balls hanging from that. So we rented those vases and those branches and it was relatively inexpensive to do that. So everything uh, we did we asked oh can we rent that or is that a rental or things like that and that was a tip I got from a family member and it was a great tip because you never know what you're actually buying versus what you're renting. Are you buying the runner? But are you renting the runner? Can you rent your vases? Oh, okay, I can. There you go. You're saving a little more money. I mean, that's a huge area to cut and it's lucky for anyone who doesn't care about floral because you can save a lot of money. Were there any other areas where you were just, you know, maybe or maybe you just didn't put as much effort into them because they weren't as important to you? I would say, you know, favors were very simple. We had the white chocolate Disney name tags. They were also used as our escort cards. So they had their names printed as if they were Disney employees. And then on the bottom was the name of their table. And we really liked that because it, it was a simple favor and it was a simple little Disney touch that we really liked. It wasn't our main focus, but it became something really cool. The only other thing is, 
I mean, I cared a lot about our stationery, but I didn't spend a lot of money on it because my friend and I worked on it together. I designed everything, our other friend drew it, and then she letterpressed everything by hand. So there was a lot of work going into it, but we didn't spend a lot of money and a lot of focus on making sure, you know, we had the specific one that matched everything else. We just really do it yourself. It. That's cool. So now of all of this, what was your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think it was our vows. We really didn't talk about it, oddly enough. We didn't say like, okay, what are you going to do? What are you going to write? You know, did you write your vows yet? We were just kind of like going to wing it. (laughs) We knew that we were going to read them off our iPhones (laughs) because we both worked at that store. But we didn't really know how we were going to write them or what what they were going to sound like. And they ended up sounding almost very similar in the way that they were written. They're written as a list with numbers attached to it. (laughs) And we got a lot of compliments on our vows and how they made people cry slash laugh a lot. And I think that was one of our best moments together as a couple because, you know, everyone felt the real love we had for each other. And it was so strong. It was just such a strong moment for us and for everyone else. And it felt really, really amazing. That's wonderful. If you need a Disney moment, I think the number one Disney moment was definitely Tower of Terror. I mean, when can you ever go past the ropes and take pictures? And I mean, you have, but (laughs) other people, I mean, it was very exciting for me. And um, going on the ride with Aaron alone was was a very cool experience. It's that ride is always packed. It's such a eerie, but romantic and fun experience to be in that place during your wedding. It's just amazing. What a great memory. Now, not to put it on a downer note, but was there anything that went wrong or didn't turn out like you expected? And how was that resolved? Well, you know, I didn't plan for it to rain, (laughs) but it did. And it happens and you can't really control it, but it worked out. I mean, I can't be super super upset about it or bummed because Disney really stepped it up and it didn't even feel like it rained. Most people would be like, this is my vision. This is what it was supposed to look like. And I was very concerned about how that would happen. And it was like, we planned this from the beginning. Like we've been planning years for this. And I think the only hard part was transporting people from the hotel to the park and back because of the rain. So that was the only part that kind of didn't go as smoothly as I thought should have gone. How did they do that? Were there golf carts or did everybody have to walk? They had golf carts and then they decided to stop. (laughs) So some people walked. I would have liked to known that. (laughs) But other than that, they did take care of the guests that desperately needed to have that kind of attention. We had a girl that was eight and a half months pregnant. And we also had, you know, my grandmother and people like that. And that was what what was most important to us. But you know, it would have been nice for other guests to take advantage of that situation because of the weather. Right. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand, but then turned out not to be? I think the biggest deal was walking, like in the beginning. And we had so many emails back and forth about, okay, How much are the carts to take people into the park? Can they leave the park? No, they can't. Okay, so 
what are they going to do if they need to come back? Oh, they can't come back. I mean, it was very gray, but black area where they're very strict on something and then they would go back on it. It's kind of tough when you have an in-park wedding. You kind of have to be very flexible because rules can change very quickly. Events can change very quickly. Things can come out and it's very different than I believe than having another wedding because of those kind of changes and you just kind of have to go with the flow. I was really concerned, like, how are they going to get in? And my friends, oh, we walked through the gates and people were asking us where we're going and they were so excited for us. So I was like, all right, that sounds cool to me. <laughs> I was just like, are they walking through which gate? Which gate are they walking through? What time are they walking through it? You know, and I was concerned and, you know, I got driven through the back of California Venture to the animation building so no one would see me. But, you know, my concern was, is it cold out? Are they going to be able to walk there in time? And, you know, of course, in true Disney fashion, they did a great job. So <laughs> that's great. With the rain also impending on our wedding day, uh, we decided to have a our first look at the Brisa Courtyard, which is actually at the Grand Californian Hotel right below um, the Parkview Terrace where we were going to have our ceremony. Maritza is one of the Disney fairy tale wedding planners, and she actually came up with a brilliant idea for us. Uh, she kind of didn't really help us plan the wedding, but she I, I felt like she knew us. Um, she actually took us to the Blue Sky Suite at the Disneyland Hotel. So we had our first look there. Oh, that's great. It was absolutely drop dead, amazing, gorgeous, OMG, epic. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it so much. And the pictures we got out of it were absolutely gorgeous. And I can't imagine not having it there. It was so perfect, so beautiful. It was an Imagineer dream. (laughs) That's great. So there's a case where, you know, having to change your plans, it actually almost turned out better than you could have Yeah. Any other tips or advice for future Disneyland brides and grooms? I would say the best thing to do is keep an open mind, have an open schedule, and really listen to what the planners have to say. Read your contract and make sure you know what you're signing and know what you're getting into because having a Disneyland wedding is magical and amazing, and I would never trade it for anything else in the entire world. But it's a lot different than what my other friends have gone through at their weddings at country clubs and, you know, museums and, and churches and things like that. And they were like, wow, I don't know if I could be that flexible or I don't know if I could make a choice that quickly or choose from a list of these things. I would like to choose my vendors or do things like that. And the cool thing about Disney is you can get married in so many locations and have so many choices. But if you choose in park, you have to be flexible with what Disney has. Okay. That's great advice. Well, let's see. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read more about your day or see pictures? Not yet, really. I will be submitting some pictures and some stories soon. Uh, There are some websites that we're interested in, and I will get those up soon. (laughs) Life happens, so (laughs) I can always add the links to this post afterward. Awesome. Well, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think it was really interesting and helpful to hear about choosing your locations and what happened when you couldn't get some of the locations and how Disney handled situations like that. And you have offered some great advice for future brides and grooms. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. That's our show for today. 
If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.